This is The Business Machine, where we talk with small business owners and entrepreneurs to get their advice on how they run their machines. We know that they, as high-energy, non-stop, inspirational leaders, are behind their well-oiled machines. We will get their tips and tools and also listen to their mistakes and how they overcame them. As business owners, we're all trying to fuel our machines and create a great team so that our machines will eventually run themselves. So get ready. Up next, The Business Machine is firing up. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Business Machine or Learning from Our Mistakes. I'm Brian Town, your host again. Thanks for joining us. Um, we're doing a really good job here with our podcast. Talk to some really interesting people over the last few months. And, and speaking of that, I'm really excited to introduce you to Justin Grinnell, who is the owner and CEO. Is that your official title? Sure. I, 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 I'll take CEO. Pro, <laughs> CEO. That, that, that's pretty badass, CEO. Yeah, why not? Of State of Fitness here in Lansing. And State of Fitness is a, uh, a gym here in Lansing, Michigan. He's got some other things to uh, talk to us about. So, Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So, man, you're at a party. People don't really know you. Uh, maybe your wife brings you to a party and you're like, hey, what do you guys do? What would you tell them? I would tell them that we have a personal training uh, facility that is customer service focused. So you're going to come into our facility and not just jump on the treadmill and go at it. We're going to give you top-notch customer service. We're going to make sure we know who you are, what your goals are, and the majority of our members trained with a trainer at some level. Okay. So it's not necessarily like, say, when we say big box gym, we say like a powerhouse or gold's gym, or we right. say a health club like the Mac or something like that. Those are different entities. We're, we're at a whole new wave of fitness facilities. They call them training-centric facilities because, as we know, People you know, need to get in better shape, yeah. but they need guidance and sure. they want help. And so we offer personal training at an affordable price because only 3 to 5% of the population can afford one-on-one personal training. It's quite pricey, yeah. 60 70 $80, $100 an hour. I would love to get one, but the reason I don't is because of that. Yeah. So what we created, we created a model um, where people can train with a trainer every day for as little as $129 a month. Um, and so they can come train every day. So you figure that's only two sessions if you get a private trainer. Well, you can come train every day with a trainer, have a support group. You get to train with eight different trainers in a rotation. Um, we have 15 interns. So we have a lot of people that you're going to have as a support group. Now, somebody out there too, because I think one of the things people really want to work out, number one, they don't know how, so you help them with that too. But I think some people might be intimidated where, you know, in a bigger gym, you can just go and kind of do the treadmill and whether it's effective or not, at least, you know, no one's like staring at you the whole time. So what would you say to that person too? That's like, you know what? I've never done this before. I'm going to look like an idiot. I know. And these guys are all really buff and it's just going to be uncomfortable. What would you say to that person? Well, I definitely tell them that our gym is not full of buff fit people. Okay. Um, our demographic is 35 to 55 year olds. That's a major chunk of it. We have people underneath and above, of course, yeah, yeah. but you know, people that have full-time jobs, have kids, you know, have worked out in the past, have never worked out before. So intimidation factor is minimal. And what we do is we have them set up with a first-time session um, with a trainer where they get comfortable. We take them through movement screen. We take them through a workout. And they get to see things in action during that first session. So they start to see, oh, okay, those people look normal. Yeah, 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 they look normal. And I can can do this. And then the cool thing is our members are very supportive. So that's cool, too. So people that are there or have been there, too, they're there to help as well. Yeah, they, they see new people. They bring them in and say, nice. hey, I've been here for four years. I love it. You Come with me. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll walk you through this next. Yeah, cool. I like that. 
Justin, what I'm fascinated by and kind of why we started this podcast is because I want to hear the story. You said six about six years you've been in business. So it'll be six years in January. So tell me about before that, six months before that, six years, and what made you start because it's quite large. So what made you start State of Fitness? Well, uh, I've been a trainer since I was 20. And uh, so that's that's basically all I know. And I was at the MAC, Michigan Athletic Club, a great club for five years. I did really, really well there. And uh, at a young age, I really just reached my peak. And uh, I had some people in the area that said, you know, if you're going to take a chance, you know, you're not married yet, you don't have any kids. And there's this facility open that was built out by someone else, gorgeous facility, went under in two and a half years. He's like, the, the time is now. Yeah. You can get in there. Um, you know, take a risk, get some people to come with you, um, and give it a shot. If you fail, you can pick back up and you'll be just fine. You're a great trainer and you can do something else. Sure. But give it a shot. Yeah. And so I, I convinced my wife that it was the way to go. We had just gotten married. Um, she quit her job. She was a pharmaceutical sales rep and she quit it. I got about six trainers to come with me and jump ship. And, uh, you know, it's a big place. And so we really had to grow into it. And, you know, six years later, there's been a lot of evolution going on. Good. So now you're like, all right, man, we did the right thing. I'm glad we made this jump yeah we had you know one thing that i can uh you know i'm really happy about is i found people that knew what they were doing in industry and i just said what do i do help me so we like to look 10 years down the road or 15 years and i know as a business owner you're always looking towards next year but even you know we were talking before the show too how you're looking at some other things and what do you see for state of fitness you know if you could fly through state of fitness and and multiple ones or whatever it is what does state of fitness look like in 10 years 2000 2026 well, in, in a few things, um, we're, we're going to start a corporate wellness facility um, over at Jackson National Life here in, in November. I'd like to expand that entity um, of our of our business, uh, get into more corporations or expand with the one we're going to be with and open more fit, training-centric fitness facilities um, in the corporate world. I think there's a big need for it. Yeah. I think that uh, corporations with money are going to see they need to make sure they do that for their employees. And I think they are looking towards that. Almost yeah. The bigger facilities are like, hey, if we want to retain and attract and keep or retain, you know, retain people, is we need to offer them not just a good job and good pay. We need to say, hey, you know, there's, you know, it's the whole Google model. You need to be able to come here and stay here and you never want to leave. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's what their their vision is. And so we're, I'm really excited to be a part of that. But also, I, I would like to build, uh, we have a huge internship program, and we call it, you know, Grinnell Training University, where nice. I really like mentoring other trainers. And that's so awesome. I would like to expand that as a school. Um, we've had over 300 interns come through in, in less than six years. Really? And yeah, and, and so, we, so that's the way our business model runs. That's how we hire our employees and retain them. And to me, that doesn't, at least in this area too, I don't think there's anything really like that you you basically go to go to school to be a personal trainer and then you go try to find a job right yeah so exactly you're right you know michigan state university one of the best kinesiology programs in the country top five but they don't teach people how the real world skills so what they really like me is like okay go to justin's place and he's going to teach you how to do this in the real world got it and so that's my whole feeder system is from msu yeah i like that it sounds like you have a plan uh in mind for the next 10 years yeah for sure it's it's just about this year, we finally have a plan, <laughs> yeah. you know, as we well, talked we before. Have one, yeah, we, we have one now. We're, we're on the right track now. Tell me a little bit about that 
thought process. We were talking as, you know, what you need to be doing as a business owner is getting out there and, and building things like the Jackson National Life and really expanding the company and not doing as much as you might like to do the training. Um, you know, you shouldn't be the one that's doing the majority of the training or you shouldn't be training your customers as much as maybe say somebody else, one of your trainers. So tell me how that is working out and what how that sort of worked from that first six years because you said earlier that you were doing all the training super busy training all these people and now you're starting not to do that and that's why we call this business machine is because we want that machine your business state of fitness to basically run itself it can't do all of that but if we can work towards that we'll be doing a good job yeah that's that was something that was told to me from day one yeah and quite honestly the first few year, years i didn't think it was possible i thought i had i was the guy sure. i had to do it all you're the only one that could do it the way you want it done yep but then i just realize I could teach people how to do, you know, what I've done before. Right. Um, just got better at being a mentor and, and teaching people and building our system. Um, and just about last year, I'm like, okay, awesome. I can pull away from training and start doing other things and working on my business, not in my business. Right. That's kind of a I've cliche heard that a term. Lot, yeah. 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 And, but it, it's true. It's true. Yeah. And, yeah. and now we're at a position where we can do that. We didn't need all of my training dollars. You know, we've grown our business to where, okay, I can back off and yeah, you get hurt for a little bit in the beginning. It's a little bit scary, sure. Um, but once you start seeing all the things you can do, if you're working on your business, yeah. uh, it's quite amazing. Then the other opportunities come as well. Yeah, and I like what you said there earlier, Justin. Too was you know you talked about teaching and mentoring rather than saying delegating, and that you're the first person that says that. I believe in that too. And most people just call it delegation, which it is. But I really like how you said mentoring and teaching because ultimately that's what you're doing. You're mentoring people to be to do things how you know they should be done. That's worked for you. And you're teaching them the right skill set to be able to operate the company in your absence. And so I like that. And is that kind of the mindset that you've really gone with and it's worked? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think that you know, our employees will say that it's a fun place to work cool. because they know I don't think I'm above them. Um, they know right. I've been there and done that. And I'm going to, I'm interested in their success. Um, if they get more successful, they get busier, they make more money. Well, the business is, and I am too. Good. And I'm very upfront with them on that. Um, I, I think I they like to hear that. I think that's an unusual thing. And we tell that to our employees here is that, you know, my goal is to make everyone around me better than I am. And we, we focus that. And I think when you tell, especially young interns, when you tell people, it's kind of probably the first time that they've heard that. And so they really like that. They really latch onto that idea. Yeah, it's, it, hope, hopefully they don't see it just as a job. Right. They see it as something as a career builder. I know that my employees won't stay with me forever, but sure. I always tell them, I, I want you guys to do so well here, and I want to teach you as much as I can so that when you go on to the next phase um, of your career or, or life or whatever you're going to do, I, I want to make sure that your time here at State of Fitness helped that. How do you... Um as being that business machine or that person that's doing everything, I know you have your wife there and you have employees now that are helping you, but a lot of the major decisions still come down to you. And I know as a small business owner, it's almost as some days it feels like everything's coming to you, you know, to you. How do you keep yourself motivated and how do you keep yourself fine tuned and running? You know, what do you do to make sure you're doing the very best for yourself and for your company on a day to day basis? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, that's something that you know, I have a group of people. Uh, it's kind of funny. They call it the Secret Trainer Society. It's a, it's thirty <laughs> like it. gym owners, training facility owners like ours. We created the group because there's not really, you know, a uh, you know a affiliation like Idea or Ursa are big things in the fitness industry where yeah. clubs are associated with them. We yeah, don't yeah. have that, and so I really feed off them. You know, what are they doing? Um, they'll post. We have a group on Facebook. If they post something, a new idea, something new they're doing, I'm like, oh. 
wow, that looks pretty sweet. I go to my wife, hey, that looks pretty awesome. Yeah. We probably should be doing that. Um, so things like that. But you know, once I got in this industry, I told myself, I want to try to do the best I can and be the best trainer and training facility owner possible out there. And so I'm going to look at what everybody else is doing that's working and I'm going to steal it Good. and I'm going to utilize it for myself. Yeah, no, I like it. And I think that's what success. We just talked to somebody today who's in the real estate business and that's the same thing he said. He's got a couple of people in Colorado that are doing some amazing things. He's got a couple of people in California and New York and he's basically just copying. You know, obviously they're all in this mastermind group and they're doing things that have worked and he's providing ideas to them and vice versa. So yeah, having a you know, a mastermind group like that, I think is just essential. Yeah, it's been huge. It's pretty cool. So obviously, though, to keep yourself personally motivated, but you you must believe in fitness. That must be a big part of your day-to-day, that that's a big part of keeping yourself motivated, keeping yourself on task. I mean, that's part of, you know, we, we hear all the time that meditation and, and eating right and and working out is, is something that a lot of people don't do, but it can really help in the business life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me now, I mean, obviously I'm in this industry, so sure. eating right, exercising and stuff, it's... I mean, you kind of have to. I mean, yeah, it keeps me going. If I don't if I miss workouts, like I had surgery June 2nd, I had a, a hip surgery and, uh, you know, for four or six weeks, I mean, you get a little bit depressed yeah. and you start to see, wow, just the movement I was doing, the exercise I was doing, how it feeds the brain and, and keeps me excited and keeps me motivated and gives me energy. Yeah. So, you know, I, I experienced firsthand this summer, like, wow, I, I miss my lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, uh, you know, I, Anybody we come across, we change their lifestyle. They always tell us things improve at home, things pr- improve at work. Yep. It just goes hand in hand. Yeah, even just the simple fact of getting off your desk and walking or doing something, at least working out a few days a week, I think makes a huge improvement. Oh, tons. Yeah. So here's the uncomfortable part now of our of our whole podcast because we have to talk about things we did wrong and things that didn't quite go our way. And they're not usually huge mistakes, but that's what I you know wanted to do is I wanted to talk to people. Hey, what were some things that you did that didn't really work? So Justin, what do you think in this last six years, what was one of the biggest mistakes you think you made at State of Fitness or just you know in business? Um, I think that just the opening of it, I think I rushed the process. Yeah. I was so excited to get it going that, you know, I just saw that end point. I didn't think about everything that it was going to take. You're like, let's just go. There. Let's just do it. Let's Open. just go. Let's just do it. I wasn't scared. Um, from understanding how to manage employees, messed up on that. Uh, business partners, I didn't really, you know, I went in so naive thinking, oh, it's going to work out. It's going to be great. They'll we're be gonna, fine. They'll yeah. be fine. Um, you know, so I think that those were huge mistakes, not doing enough homework up front yeah. to open it and really had to learn along the way. I had to learn the hard way. Sure. You know, it took a couple of years to say, okay, I, I think I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Now. Now, I always look at that too. And then, well, if we could, if we had to start all over again, now we know. Right. That, that's what you're always telling yourself. Right. And, you know, and it's, it's now we look back things we did two, three, four years ago. It's like, why did we do that? Right. And everything from, you know, understanding that, you know, you're running a business and you're not going to be able to please everybody. That yeah, was really that's hard. That was really tough for I'm me. Sure. You know, cause our whole business is about making people happy sure. and make and them feel good. And handling those situations for me in the beginning were really, really hard. Yeah, I learned the tough. heart. I messed up a lot on how to handle those. And I learned the hard way, but now if you approach it with such more, you know, calmness and professionalism, yeah. you know, you're able to tackle any issue. Cause you know what you want to say. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Cause I always run by my wife. I'm like, here, here's this client and here's what I want to type in the email. And here's what I want to say. Cause it's awesome. And that's really what I feel. And she's like, yeah, you can't send that. No, you just can't. You just got to, but then you, but then I think you start to learn and understand, okay, this is just how people are. I mean, they're not trying to be mean or anything like that. It's just, 
you people don't are know, different. Yeah, exactly. You don't know what you know. What may not bother you and I may bother them completely. No idea what that is. Yes, yeah, so you just have you know. I think that you know, personal training is an interesting career because you're you know in the early part of my career, you're spending an hour, sometimes multiple times a week, uh, with someone else. Sure. You know, engaged with them, and you learn a lot and really about into that person. I mean, you're real close, and yeah, I mean, I've made sweating. great some of my best friends are my are my clients, and you get to know these people so. You know, you learn how to deal with uh, with other people, and yeah. it really taught me that. Out of you know, forget the fitness side. The hard part is you've got to be a showman or show woman. You got to yeah. really put a show on. Yeah, you really do all, all the time. As soon as you walk in the door, all the time, and yeah. that's what we look for for our employees. We have a trainer there right now. This guy turns it on every single time, hundred percent. Is he the best trainer? No, he's a good trainer, but he's just turns it on yeah. and then everybody loves him. Everybody loves him. Yeah. yeah. And you talked about that too. Is that something that have you found a way to package that and teach that to people that come through your school or to the, yeah, the school, right? Yeah. We, we call it a school yeah, internship yeah. program. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we do, we hit on everything from the cool. business side and yeah, we teach them exercise physiology and what they need to do as far as, you know, the exercise they need to do or nutrition. Sure. But the big thing I always point out is if you guys can't bring your personality, you can't look like you're having fun, you can't listen to your clients and really be interested, then you won't survive. Right. And just, it could be about the most mundane story that they might have. That oh. something, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got to talk about all, I mean, you just have to listen. Sure. You're going to listen to a lot of stories you really don't want to listen to. I think people open up too, once they start getting things moving, the blood's pumping. And I think that really kind of, it's sort of a, a safe way for them. Hey, you're my trainer. You know, you're not going to go on and tell anybody else about this stuff. So. Yeah. Confidentiality. And you know, you'd be surprised the stuff they say, because they start to Really That's your tr- next book. They start to trust you. Sure. Oh yeah. We always joke like because we'll have a, a trainers meeting. We'll talk about this. Talk about that. And, like man, I could write a book on you know just the funny stuff. But you know you're just dealing with multiple people all the time. Do you find that at the schools as great as Michigan State? Is that, do they have time to teach those lessons? No. Uh, you know, when you look at, they can't really, cause they're not they in can't. that setting. Nope. They're not in that yeah. setting. And that's, I've tried to go and say, I'll start a class here and I'll be on staff. I'll go get my master's and they can't, they're a research based, uh, department. Right. And so all their dollars come from research grants and stuff like yeah. that. And they have a phenomenal undergraduate uh, curriculum because they teach all of the basic kinesiology and sciences. Yeah. So you come out with a very, very good base, but from like a, a personal training standpoint, um, dealing with people, they don't really they yeah. have anything. It'd be hard to teach that though. Cause the only way to really teach it is to do it. Yeah. And that's why they require them to do an internship. Yeah, right. And so that's where they get that experience. So Justin, I know you're absolutely perfect, right? You have nothing personally to work on. What are some faults you think you have either as a business owner or personally that you just always have to remind yourself, uh, Hey, I need to work on that. Cause I, that's consistent. I mean, I have a long list. It would take a long time to talk about all my faults, but what are some of yours that you think you have to personally work on? Um, right now I really need to look at what do I really want to do personally? You know, state of fitness is number one. Um, but I have a lot of, um, other, um, uh, other things, other opportunities I can take outside of state of fitness and understanding how I can manage those, which ones are going to give me the most bang for the buck. Right. Um, that's a tough one for me. What do I want to do? Do I want to write more? Do I want to speak more? Do I want to work for another company? Do I want yeah. to consult? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what it's do you want to do? The list is endless. Yeah, because the I mean, opportunities are great. At this point in my career, I've, I've met a lot of people and they're giving me good opportunities. Um, also, I, I need to slow down and, and not want to get things done so fast. Uh-huh. Uh, my wife gets on me all the time. She's like, you know, she goes slow. She wants to do it right. I want stuff done, you know, yesterday. Yeah. That's good balance though. 
Yeah, it's a good balance. We're definitely a yin and yang. We're yeah. two different people, that's for sure. Um, so I think I, I tend to rush some things sometimes, um, just like I did opening the facility. And I, sometimes I need to just take a deep breath and say, all right, you know, I don't need, I don't need it done right now. You know, let's just make sure we do this uh, the correct way. Yeah, and even if it takes you another week or so to do that, I think that's you know that's a good idea and that's wise. It's not easy to do. No, because you want it done. You want it done now. You want it. Yeah. You want to see it. I just want everything done. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> not going to happen. So I don't like this term, Justin, work-life balance. And, and the reason why I don't like it is because I, I think if you really like your work, um, it's both. I mean, work and life are about the same. But we do need to separate ourselves, especially as a CEO or the owner. I think you have to have a time where you can cut it off because you have kids mm-hmm. uh, and you're married. And so how do you do that? What are some tips that you can give our audience? To how, how do you separate those two that work? And how do you have both? You know, it's tough because you're yeah. always thinking about it. Sure. It's always on your mind. I think my kids have really helped me because you know, I enjoy them. They're four and two. They're boys. Um, what I tell myself is I'm not going to look at my phone when yeah. I'm around them. I'll catch myself. <laughs> and so, like, you know, your phone is like your work tool nowadays. Yeah. And so, I just say I'm going to put my phone away. Yeah, I'm not going to I'm not get my computer out. Yep. You know, we went to laptops. We have no desktop at our house because it's easy to jump on the desktop. Um, so, I just... Uh, I try to turn it off when I go home until they go to bed, then I'll do some work. But yeah, you know, if they're up and around, there's no work. Yeah. And that's, I, you know, you're one of many business owners who have been in here and said the same thing about the cell phone, because a lot of the business owners that we talk to are small business owners. They have a staff of anywhere from five to 20. And so the clients still talk to them on their on the phone and email, but we basically could be working 24 seven with our phone. All the time. And you have to. So what I've been doing is when I go to the movie theater, I'll leave it in the car. When I go to dinner, I leave it in the car. At night, I don't put it by my bed anymore because I used to use it for my alarm. And so what I do now is I just leave it out in the living room because what would you do the first thing in the morning? You would look at your phone. Always. Every <laughs> yeah, time. But then I'd have an email from a client and I'd worry about that, worry about that while I was eating, worry about that while I was working out. And then when I finally got to work, I was worrying for two hours. Yeah, it's, t- it's terrible. It's but, mess. you know... The work-life balance thing, you know, who who does have work-life balance? I don't know. I want to find him or her. Yeah, exactly. So you you just try to do your best. Yeah. You, you, you gotta you'll you'll see signs when it's too much, and you'll have to kick yourself in the face and say, "All right, I gotta chill out." Yeah. And sometimes you just gotta, you know, what I call surge. You gotta go yep. for it. So you know what? There might be a month where you have a huge project going on, and you know that's going to take priority over a lot of things. Yep. And I think there'll be a day, and I, I don't know, your personality is very similar, and I you know I think of most of the small business owner, there'll be a day. Where where we can not work as much. But if we really like what we do, I think we're that type of personality that we're always going to be doing something. Yeah, you're always looking for you know what's next. <laughs> yeah, what's next. You know, so I thought that I really thought when I opened this facility, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be able to work less and I'm gonna be satisfied and <laughs> I want to make this much money. <laughs> it didn't happen. Now I'm yeah. you know, like I'm looking at a few opportunities I, I get to do here pretty soon. I'm yeah. like, wow, it's gonna be a lot of work and it's just gonna lead to more work. But man, it sounds right. exciting. Yeah. You know, so that's what we cool. pitched. We just did a big pitch for a really big contract, and we don't know if we got it. And I'm like, I'm really excited because this would be a game changer for us. We're small. And if we do get it, it'd be great. It'd be great name recognition. It's good financially, but boy, it's going to be a lot of work. But, yeah. So there's that, like, oh man, I really want this, but do I really want it? Well, one of my mentors, uh, he's uh, one of the leading guys in the fitness industry, Thomas Plummer. He said, if it if it doesn't scare you, you probably shouldn't do it. So he's like, oh, if, I like if, that if, it sc- if it scares you a little bit, um, then you probably need to go for it. All right. Well, I'm really scared. So I'm not, that's why we really went for it. So yeah, good. Yeah. I like that. I got to remember that. So we talked about this earlier. Employees are our biggest asset and our biggest expense. We both agree on that, but we have to have them. Otherwise we wouldn't have state of fitness like it is today. We, Michigan creative wouldn't be here. We couldn't get any work done. Um, plus you wouldn't want me building websites. That's why we have John. Um, so 
how do you make sure that you get the right ones and how do you mold them? I like, I like that story of who you were talking about earlier, how he didn't know if he was going to work out. Now he's awesome. Yeah. How do you do that? How do you keep him happy? Well, we we developed, you know, when I, when I really start taking off with the internship program, what it kind of happened by default, we had trainers leaving that came with us, um, you know, in the first part of the, uh, of the business. Um, and we just were hiring anybody at the front desk, whoever we could find. Right. What I found was, is if I could get them in the internship program, have them for 15 weeks, non-paid and, you know, teach the heck out of them, um, really try to, you know, give them as much tools as possible. And if you have 10 to 15 people, imagine you have 10 to 15 people, there's going to be one or two good all-stars. Oh yeah. And so each semester, my wife would say, well, who looks good? Who could we hire at the first front desk? You know, we'd get that person. Um, and so then, you really felt that your front desk person had to be exceptional. Had to be exceptional because that's one of our, I mean, that's probably the most important job at our facility. They're going to handle everybody coming in, all the phone first calls. First they see. Mm-hmm. And so we have to have good people up there. So we got some rock stars up there. Some of them wanted to be a trainer, didn't quite have room for them. I'm like, hey, stay here. I like your skills. We don't have room for you right now. Why don't you start up there? Then we get them to be a trainer. So they have multiple months in our system. Yeah. They understand the system. Sometimes they do more than one or two internships because they want to learn and got put it. on the resume. Um, they And they buy into the culture. You know, so we want people to buy in what we're all about. This isn't just a job. We want them to come to work and know they're going to empower people's lives. And so we're very picky with who we hire. And that it starts from the internship program. And we won't, you know, uh, we won't hire anybody that hasn't went through at least one one semester. Really? Yeah. You know? And I like how you said buy into the culture because a lot of people who have come on here said they have to be a right fit for our culture. But I like what you said, buy into the culture, because um, I think that's important. And yeah, if we can have a job where we go to, and we understand that we're doing things greater than just working, we're really changing people's lives. And I think you could say that about most jobs, but definitely with with what you guys are doing, I think it makes it, you know, really makes the job almost like I would do this for free almost. Yeah. I mean, some people, that, that's why they, they, they're they like, wow, I get a free place to work out. I get to hang out with cool yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, I get to put this on my resume. Um, you know, I think, you know, our trainers, you know, they do well as far as financially. They get to meet great people. Sure. Um, I mean, one of my trainers just had her wedding at one of our members' houses, and the, another one of our members just married them. You know, so, and we had like 70 people connection. from our gym there. Yeah. And it's it's a community-type feel. Sure. And people, you know, want to be a part of that. They like that. They don't want to be, you know, just in a cubicle, and they're just an employee. They want to know that they're valued. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that's something that we always have to remember to do as owners. I think we always have to remember to, to let them know that they are valued. But if they can see it in their own work, then I think they are. And I, what I think is fascinating about what you do is that really, you know, you could be adding years onto somebody's lives and giving them a whole new perspective on life. If, you know, by simply, let's say they came in and lost 30 or 40 pounds, feel like a million bucks. I mean, that really could change somebody's life. Yeah, we, we see it, you know, all the time. You know, it's people... You know, they can't believe that they came to a place and we are able to switch their eating habits. They feel better than all of a sudden they're bringing their husband or their wife in and they're bringing their kids in. Um, You know, when you see those types of impacts, it doesn't happen all the time because some people, you know, it's tougher to change their habits. But when that that makes coming into work that much better, that's what, you know, in the beginning stages of uh, the business, I was like, this sucks. I hate it. I just want to train people. But when I would see, 
you know, when, when a member would come up to me and say, you know, this is so great, you know, this trainer's great, you know, they changed my life, I'd say, okay, it's worth Maybe. it. Yeah, I can do it. Let's talk about that a little bit, Justin, because one of the things, like, about two weeks ago, and, and I'm really open with everybody, but about two, three weeks ago, I mean, it was one of those hard, hard weeks here at Michigan Creative, and it was just one of those things like, oh my God, I'm not doing a good job. And it was really nothing. Now that I look back on it, there was, I don't even know what caused it. But I think it was something that I didn't think our culture was right, and that's awesome. I don't know why I thought that. It's just, you know, how your mind just keeps going. But, you know, I listened to a few podcasts and I was listening to some uh, who have been doing this successful podcast for about 13, 14 years, build a million dollar business out of it. And he was talking about how the first two or three years he was starting to look at, you know, post office jobs going, I'd really just like to do that because that would be easy. I could go to work and go home. And, and, and I've done that before. When I first started, I would see people doing landscaping and, you know, maybe working road crews. I'm like, I just want that job. I just want a job that I can go to. I can do my work. I can work hard and I can go home. So talk to me about that first year or two where you really weren't happy or not really unhappy, but you're just like, man, this is really hard. Cause I think that's very valuable to our listeners because I think when they hear that, seeing somebody who's made it through that and is now doing well. Um, I, I think that was really comforting to me to go, okay, I'm not alone. Yeah. It, it, it's because if you come from something that was, you know, stable, it was good. I had a good life before there was nothing wrong. Sure. Um, you know, yeah, I worked hard and all that, but, you know, you have so many more worries now. Yeah. And so when you come home and you know, you're you know fighting with your wife because work's tough. Sure. You know, we're like, wow, why don't we just go back and just work for someone else and we can come home, punch the clock or punch clock, come home done. and we're done. Um, but you have to look at it from the long term. You know, now I get to spend a lot of time with my kids. If I was doing my job previously, I probably would never see my kids if I wanted to earn the income that I wanted to earn, yeah. you know, for my family. Because a lot of the training you were doing is probably after hours or before. Oh, yeah. 5 a.m. I mean, when I was working as a trainer hard, 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 it was 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. It was just really? ridiculous. Yeah, because you're getting paid per hour and you want to try to build as sure. many clients. And fortunate enough, I was able to fill those slots. Um, but you know, also, you, you don't think about all the other things you have to take care of all the bills um someone's complaining the locker rooms are dirt you know something goes out in the locker room you know those are things i was i hated dealing with because i was a fitness guy i wanted to change people's lives get people in shape you know be that you know that guru and you know trying to you know fire an employee was not you know what i wanted to do oh that's no you know and then you know of course dealing with partners and things like that it was just that part i had to really digest and and now now i embrace it because i feel like wow i know what i'm doing now i can pull away from training and you're we're finally once we got past five years i'm like okay maybe this was right maybe maybe this was good good so there was some hard time oh big time yeah and i and i think and i don't know if you did this either because i had a regular job too and i just quit and i said i'm just going to do this thing on my own and what i was doing and when i get when i get worried about stuff i i sort of blame myself well you're the one who quit you know what did you do you messed that whole thing up right you know now you decided to do this and i think we get into that and i think it's good to hear that there's light at the end of the tunnel if you keep working yeah you just have to again i think that the big thing that we did is we asked for help good um we have a few mentors in our industry and we just said we just got to pay him and ask him for help. Yeah. You know, we, we don't, I don't admitting you don't know everything is hard, yeah. but you know, I knew I didn't know everything in the fitness business. So I had to, you know, go find people that did. Yeah. And that was a good thing for us too, is, is that, you know, I would talk to people about the struggles we're having, who is, who are in the marketing business or video business. And they'd be like, Oh man, don't worry. That's yeah, we did that too. And that was a big mistake. Just don't do that anymore. I'm like, Oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah. You learn from other people's mistakes. Yeah. And yeah. the cool thing is, is 
people are, are they'll, they'll share that with you. They don't mind. Yeah, they don't. Share. And so, like, oh, okay, that's good. Well, I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> what did you do that worked? Uh, that's why I love the podcast, too, because it helps me to remember that, hey, we're not alone, and, and it is hard to do. So, so thanks for that. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So, Justin, where is your favorite? There's some little easier questions, not so deep. Um, what is a great place that you and your wife like to eat or drink in the area? Great. Pl- well, it's really reduced since our kids and our business. But yeah. where do we like to go in the area? Well, I don't know. Any place we can sit outside. Good. You know, any place we can sit outside in the summer is really good. Um, you know, one of my buddies owns Gilbert and Blake, so I really like that place. Um, you know, I don't have one. Yeah. I, mean, I think, I think it's we kind of with small kids because yeah, you know, that's just we, we don't go out to eat anymore because we've got to take them to places like uh, you know a quick Mexican restaurant because they can you know mess everything up and they can be loud and there's we, chips and there's like ten minutes and your food comes and you <laughs> yeah, can leave. Yeah, right. You know, so eating out is not fun with children. But that's one thing we do like to do when we travel. We want to go places to eat. Yeah, that's our favorite thing. Yeah, so we're going to go to Boston here soon for a Good. conference, and I'm like, all right, let's go find some cool places. Good, I'm sure Boston's a great city. What is your favorite quote? I was that cheesy and still am. I love quotes. I think uh, it helps me remind me of things that um, uh, that that are that are okay, and then also my staff too. I think it's good for them. So, what's a quote you like? I know you have a lot. Well, I just read a book um, called the one um, the one thing, and. Basically, it's about, okay, narrow your focus um, in your business and you'll be more productive instead of trying to do everything, yep. which is super hard to do. And I'm not sure how much of the advice I've taken, but I really like this quote, extraordinary results are directly determined by how narrow you can make your focus. And so I've, that's really been resonating with me because I'm trying to figure out, well, what is my focus? How, what am I going to narrow it down to? Am I just going to be a gym owner or am I going to build this, you know, this brand and then go off and do some of my own things and make that my own things. Yeah. So it's really hard because sure. if you get too much going on and I, I have this right now, it's like, you know, you know, are you really doing really well at those things? And if you try to do too much and you're just mediocre, because so, you, you think in your head that, yeah, I can do all those. Right. Because, I can, yeah, I can go speak. And, and, yeah, I can help these guys start this. And, yeah, I can start another gym over here. Because in your mind, you could probably do all those. Yeah, I think I can. But, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. <laughs> yeah. And so you've definitely got to narrow it down. Yeah. And one of the quotes I heard that's very similar to that um, was, instead of going a mile wide and an inch deep, go a mile deep and an inch wide. And so do what you're really, really good at. And then once that's in place and it's running like a fine-tuned machine, then dig another one and go a mile deep. That makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, if you look at everybody successful, you know, that they were really great at one thing, and then, yeah, you can expand after that. What's a business book? I know you just mentioned one too, but what's another book that you would suggest to our readers, either fitness-related or business-related? Oh, man. Um, Well, um, business-related, well, the one thing was really good. Uh, Getting Things Done was another good Mm -hmm. one that I liked. Um, by Maxwell, um, Attitude 101. I just read that book. It's a small book. It just, I had to really think about my attitude towards some things. Really? Um, getting more positive. I was thinking negative, like, oh, I, I have a book deal on the line and you know, I can't do that. Right. It's like, well, if I say I can't do it, then yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it. But sure. I read that short book by John Maxwell, Attitude 101. I'm like, okay, I just, if I'm going to do it, I got to have a positive attitude. It's going to change my outlook and it really does help. Huh. Yeah, I know. I think we get in our head like, I'll never be able to finish that. And then, of course, you're never going to do it. Yeah, if you keep saying it, it's not going to happen. So yeah. I just, you just, you know, again, going back to that thing, do some things that scare you, but you just got to go after it. I like that. If you could meet and have dinner with any business owner 
and I guess in your case, we could say any fitness guru, who would it be and why? Well, luckily, I've been able to meet all the fitness gurus. I've been really fortunate to be hooked up with some good people. Um, you know, I guess, you know, of course, I think a lot of people say Steve Jobs. I would have loved to have yeah, a, you know, a, cup of, a cup of coffee with him. Uh, that That's one person that comes to mind. Um, so I would probably say him. Yeah. Not, not Schwarzenegger. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's, that's, he would be like the ultimate. That's, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, good. You know, Arnold, he's my man. <laughs> what technology app or software that you use you couldn't live without? What's, what's something that you use on a daily basis that you just couldn't function without? Well, of course, you know, email, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Yeah. But um, I use Wonderlist. Yeah, somebody else just mentioned that yesterday. So, and, and it's pretty good. I try. Yeah. I tried. Uh, what's the other one? There's another one that's really, really popular. Yeah, Chris had Chris had showed me another one. Oh, Evernote. I Evernote. Think, so, yeah. I, I just couldn't get it down. Yeah. Um, but Wonderlist because anything from my kids stuff to yeah. business stuff, it's like I just write it down in there. Like right away, it's like okay, uh, I've got to uh, email so and so, and if I if I don't put it down there, I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna check that out because that's I, right now we do, and we're pretty traditional here. We do everything on legal pads and, and notes. And if you go and see my office right now, there's like six legal pads there. So I'm going to try to do something different. How do we best get in touch with you? So somebody's like, man, I, I like this guy. Um, I want to talk to him. I, I want to get involved in his gym. Well, how, what's the easiest way to get hold of you? Easiest way is my email, justin at mystateoffitness.com. Kind of a long email because I I'll always I I never not respond to an email. I always cool. respond to it. Um, social media, fa- you look at Facebook, Instagram. I do a lot of Facebook, Instagram stuff. I have uh, my own blog at grinnelltraining.com and then my facility website is mystateoffitness.com. Somebody out there going, mm, I really I think this is perfect. This sounds what I need to do. What's the best way for them to start to get involved or, or maybe start at State of Fitness? Um, we have a thirty day trial. That's the easiest way because you get to try everything we have to offer for 30 days for a low introductory price. Um, no commitment after that if you don't want to. Uh, so that's the easiest way because you get a ton of stuff for that. Awesome. Last question. Um, what do you think or hope your legacy will be? Wow, that's such that's a big tough. one, isn't it? Um, from a professional standpoint, sure. I hope that people will say that he was, you know, a great trainer, but also a great trainer of trainers, and built State of Fitness as a brand that impacted so many people in a positive way. What about your personal legacy? Um, I hope that you know my kids grow up and say, "Wow, my dad was really, you know, involved in my life." from day one. Uh, and you know, I was a great husband and great and a great father. Um, and I was someone that people could always come talk to. Good. I like it. That's a tough question. These, always, these are tough. It's always like two plus when people answer this, it sounds like, well, I think you're almost gone. You know, it's like, Hey, right. This is, yeah, right. My funeral's coming up next week. So, but yeah, I appreciate that. And I, I think we all, you know, especially as fathers and I have two sons and two daughters um, and especially, you know, with all of them, but we're always hoping that, you know, they, they basically say he was a good father and, you know, he, he took the time to, to spend with, with us. And that's always something that I know is probably on your mind and for sure mine as well. So 
Justin Grinnell from State of Fitness, man. Thanks a lot for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate and, it. And thanks a lot for everything you're doing for Lansing. I think we always try to, and for Michigan, we always try to bring it back to that. I think, you know, you're giving, you know, we think about State of Fitness about a great place to work out, but, you know, not only is it that, but you're giving uh, people jobs here in mid-Michigan that they'll, you know, go to Michigan State and hopefully stay in the area. So that's a huge thing for us. We really appreciate that. And also, too, you really have that opportunity um, to change people's lives. So thanks for what you're doing. Keep up the good work. And I'm sure we'll be uh, seeing and hearing from you in the future. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Good. Thanks. This has been Business Machine. We're learning from our mistakes here at Michigan Creative. And that guest was Justin Grinnell from State of Fitness. Great guest. Great workout facility. Definitely check him out. And we'll see you next time on The Business Machine.